Welcome to my podcast, Traumatic Transformations, where we help you find hope, peace, and purpose after a big life change or a traumatic event. I'm your host, Gunjani Patel, and I'm a licensed mental health therapist, trauma specialist, and a neuroscience nerd. Join me as I dive deep into resiliency, post-traumatic growth, and normalize mental health to reduce the stigma associated with it. In each episode, I plan to deliver science-backed, actionable tips and strategies so you can take back the control over your life and be inspired to be the best version of yourself with each day forward. So tune in every Tuesday for a featured guest and every Thursday for a solo episode with me, where we unpack mind, body, brain, and spirit connections related to each episode with the featured guest. Just a quick disclaimer before we begin today. The purpose of this podcast is to inform you, educate you, and raise your awareness. It is not intended to replace any medical advice or professional help seeking that you may need. So please use this information wisely and any opinion that I cast is not to replace any medical advice. And quickly before we start today, I just wanted to ask you a favor. If you like what you hear today, don't forget to subscribe so you never have to miss an episode. Thank you so much. And if you rate and review, it would really help us with the algorithm so people can easily search the show if they would like. So I would really love to hear your feedback and what you have to say uh, so I can bring you the content that's most fit for you. Thank you so much. Hello, all my beautiful people. Thank you so much for tuning in every week. It is almost the seventh week that we are on this podcast journey. And I'm so excited that you continue to tune in. And we're almost at the end of this year. So this year has been quite a year for so many of us. And I wanted to do my best to bring you another exciting episode on traumatic transformations. So welcome today on this brand new episode where we discuss some amazing techniques and things um, related to gratefulness. I know we hear that quite often in our life, that concept, um, and we wonder, you know, yeah, yeah, we'll be grateful and I am grateful. But today I wanted to bring you a woman that absolutely healed herself from all these physical ailments that she was going through and how exciting her life is now and now she is a survival guide and inspires other people on how gratefulness truly healed her and benefited her and just has become a way of her life so thank you so much for tuning in and don't forget to listen all the way till the end even if you have to hear this episode in parts i really encourage you to stay in till the end because you have some amazing nuggets that you're gonna walk away with so without any further ado let's just dive in today we have with us jennifer garman and she is on a mission to inspire others to practice gratitude to improve mental wellness elevate happiness and build resilience Everything that this podcast is about, her entire life revolves around this concept. Formerly a software engineer for Hewlett Packard and later a marketing advisor in a medical sector, Garmin found the practice of gratitude so transformative. When studying uh, for her life coaching certification, she decided to make it her life's purpose. 
Garmin is a founder and CEO of the gratitudemission.org, where families can purchase the Growing Gratitude Tree, a product that teaches children how to cultivate gratitude and build resilience. This award-winning product has been featured in multiple magazines and on live TV show, TV via HSN. Garmin lives outside Washington, D.C. with her husband and her three children. Welcome to our show, show, Jennifer, and thank you so much for being here. Oh, having me. I'm so excited to be here and share my story. Absolutely. And we are having this podcast right before the year ends. So what a year that this has been. And I think more than ever, we need to hear your message and your story and everything that you've been through in terms of your traumatic journey of life through um, where you are today and how you're impacting other people. So I can't wait to get all of your um, depth of, you know, things that you found about gratitude and more and teach us everything that you know. So thank you so much for being here. And I can't wait to hear um, your story. So if you can get started, if you can tell our audience a little bit, I know I gave um, them a little background about you, but if you could tell us uh, what the traumatic part of your journey looked like, what were you going through that led you to this mission in life? Absolutely. So um, I had three young kids at the time and uh, a pretty satisfying life. I was very happy. I was very busy. Mm. I had a lot on my plate. And instead of thinking, ever thinking of taking things off my plate and delegating, I just thought, you know, I've got this all under control. I can handle it. And I kept piling more and more on my plate. And um, I, I was, you know, at the same time, patting myself on the back going, you know, I'm super mom, I'm doing it all. And I was pretty proud of myself. (laughs) Until one day, like um, literally like a light switch flipping, I lost my health and it happened overnight. I was fine. And then I was not fine. And it started out with complete and absolute insomnia. And I'd never really experienced insomnia before. I've heard of people, you know, like, oh, I can't sleep at all. I have horrible insomnia. And I never really that because even in the most stressful times, I could always fall asleep and get a few hours of sleep in, even during like finals and just, you know, horrible stress in my life. And you worked Um, in corporate America back then. So I can only imagine that life versus the work-life balance, maintaining kids, household, like you said, the super mom factor. Right, right. And I never experienced this before. And I, the first night, just absolute complete insomnia for no reason. There was nothing stressful going on in my life. There's nothing I could attribute it to. Um, other than, you know, I just had a plate. That's the only thing I can think of, but then it happened the next night and the next night, the third day, um, I was just a zombie and I was like, you know, I have not slept for three nights. I need to do something about this. Yeah. So that's when I went to my doctor and that's when the process of let's bandaid this symptom and let that symptom began. And before I knew it, I had started to develop autoimmune, dis- um, symptoms. I started developing allergies and intolerances. And um, instead of getting better, I was getting worse. I still, you know, kept doctors and specialists and trying to find out what it was that was wrong with me. And I spent over seven years life. And I wasn't like, you know, in bed sick the whole time. But there was a lot of my life where I was not normal. I had massive brain fog, I would forget things, uh, I forget where I left my keys, I'd put things like bizarre in the refrigerator or places that I could not for the life of me find them again. And it was just eating at me inside because I knew something was wrong. 
but um, I never really got a diagnosis or resolution of symptoms. Yeah. And it was about the seven year mark. And I decided that, you know, enough is enough. I've spent so much of my life and my young kids child facing this cure that I may never get. I may never find out what this is. So at that time, I decided to get my life coaching certification and mm-hmm. do as, do what I could to, you know, have some semblance of a career because I had to give up my career over this. Right. And I, um, I started, started studying and I was very interested because I'd not studied this thing, stuff before the psychology yeah. and the power of our thoughts. And even in, in terms of quantum physics, I just didn't know about this stuff and right. I was mesmerized. And neuroplasticity was one of the areas where I was just fascinated. So I would pick up books by Norman Doidge and Joe Dispenza, and I would just devour these books. Absolutely. And I really and go, oh my gosh, these people are doing these incredible things with literally thought. <laughs> Absolutely. And you know, it's like, we don't understand the power of all of that till we are in it, you know, and I, I you know, in my therapy world, I always find people, people come to therapy when they're in complete crisis mode. And, you know, instead, it's like if and one of the things that can happen over time, and I think as Americans, or, you know, most of the people in the world, we tend to live like just our, I mean, civilization is great, but I think it it, it has its limitations. Because one of the things that happens is we live in so much stress, and we are not taught growing up, to manage that stress response and to manage and find a balance, you know, all these ancient, um, you know, Eastern techniques and healing methods really are very big on focusing on self and, you know, the spirituality, the meditation, and all of those things really have a deep purpose in our sense of being, but we don't discuss, we don't tend to discuss those things till we get to a place where we're like, oh my God, nothing is working. Yes. And we've internalized all that stress and we wonder why we're sick. (laughs) Yes. And, you know, as much as I'm like so big on therapy and everybody needs to seek therapy, I really think that there are all these additional things that we could be doing and learning on a daily basis that can really have a huge, profound impact on our health. You know, because in, in just being a trauma therapist, I find that, you know, all these, even though you are not per se, not everybody goes through major life trauma, but I, I I just just working with people and doing this for almost over a decade, I find that, you know, there is a whole concept of big T and a small T. So big T can be, you know, major things like combat or terminal illness or death of a loved one or sexual trauma. And then smaller things can be, you know, like bullying or stress catching up with time and us not managing it or autoimmune diseases, you know, our body. And, you know, I think one of the things that I want, I, I, I want to really focus on this podcast is for people to understand that our mind, our body, our brain, and our spirit are all connected. And I don't think very many people know that till, you know, people like you sort of have this message to spread or inspire people by actually undergoing some of the things that you went through. If you didn't go through it, would you have, would you be aware of some of these things? No. Right. I still would be going through life oblivious to all this. <laughs> yeah. And can you tell us more about what your autoimmune and, you know, like the not good part of your health look like? Because I feel like a lot of people and, you know, two thirds of the emergency room visits and the PC, the primary care physician visits are stress response related. And most of the time, people don't understand that if you have unmanaged stress over the years or over time, your body literally suffers the consequences of that. Yes. 
Yeah, absolutely. And so some of the symptoms that I was experiencing were um, racing heart, um, just bowel issues where, you know, I would, I would be, you know, constipated and then spasms and I'd have the opposite and the brain fog, the brain fog was probably one of the worst things. Um, The insomnia off and on um, just these feelings of like uh, one of the the craziest feelings that I had was when I was driving a car, I felt like the car was tipping over. It was always tipping to the right and it just scared the hell out of me every time. And it would happen for no reason. Um, I was diagnosed with POTS, which is um, post-austerior transfer. I I forget what it is. Transformative syndrome or something like that, where if you stand up too quickly, your blood pressure drops and you can And um, I'd have very low blood pressure. Um, I'd have bruising. My cuts wouldn't heal. Um, I'd get sick all the time. I mean, the list goes on and on. Um, Certain foods that I never had food allergies or allergies in my life, yet I was reacting to all these things. Um, Smells would trigger me. Just just bizarre stuff that would just, uh, you know, one thing after the other. Um, I was diagnosed with Lyme disease at one time. I was diagnosed with mold illness at one time. for an autoimmune things, um, thyroid conditions, um, all kinds of stuff. But, you know, I'd go through the treatments and nothing would really take foothold and help. And um, it wasn't until I just start, you know, found out the power of mindset and started practicing these neuroplasticity techniques. And the root emotion that I used to do this was gratitude. Um, because I learned reading Joe Dispenza's work, love, joy, and gratitude have these very high frequencies and gratitude being the highest. And I was like, well, I'm going to go with the best one. And I'm going to implement this around gratitude. And it was then that my symptoms started. Um, the first thing that I noticed in these practices was that the brain fog lifted and my energy went through the roof. Can you Those talk more about uh, brain fog? Because I think people kind of know, but they don't know that that's what's happening to them. Can you clarify that for us, please? Yes. So I'm sure everybody's seen that Claritin commercial where they show things in like the haze. Yeah. And then they, they showed pristine, like ultra high definition picture of yeah. like, this is you on Claritin, <laughs> kind of like that. But imagine talking and having a conversation with somebody and forgetting mid-sentence what you're even talking about yeah. or knowing things in, you, in your head, but you can't for the, get the word out or, you know, get the exactly that. what you wanted to convey right. um, in the conversation across. Absolutely. And these things would happen all the time forgetfulness and the, you know, these emotional, um, you know, you'd be doing something all of a sudden you'd be triggered, just wanted to start crying. And yeah. it was just for no reason. <laughs> and, 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 you know, a lot of people, I, and I think that's one of the main reasons, like, you know, that that's the, the mental health stigma and, you know, the awareness that I want to focus on when you say that it's like a lot of times people feel so ashamed when some of those things are going on, you know, as in what, what, like, you know, when you go through some of those triggers that come out of nowhere and you don't know how to, what to do with them and what you are feeling. And, you know, that's one of the things that we teach or focus in therapy is that, you know, understanding where you're feeling, what you're feeling, what is going on, because there's all this research and education about emotions, but we don't grow up being taught emotions in school. You know, we grew up learning sociology in school, but I wish that we were taught the difference between emotions and feelings. What are we feeling? What is going on for us? What can we do with all these feelings that are coming out out of nowhere and nothing that major is happening, but it keeps happening where I feel out of balance. Yes. Or out of control. That was yeah. the other thing. 
the time was I was completely out of control. Yeah. And, you know, so many of us go through that, and especially with this entire year, this, the way this entire year has played out for, you know, a lot of people. And I think we're not ready and equipped. Our mind, mindset is designed to just be so reactive instead of preventative. You know, like one of my biggest things is that it's not that two days later, you know, December 31st, 2020, all of our problems will all of a sudden disappear. <laughs> and starting first, we're going to have 2021. You know, but uh, one of my biggest things <laughs> we learned to switch our mindset. And that's one of the reasons why I really wanted to have you on the show is because the biggest thing is if we learn to switch our mindsets, then you can beat anything that will come your way, because that's exactly your story and how you experience changes from your, you know, life that looks so difficult in terms of physical health and now on the other side and teaching and paying it forward. Yes, absolutely. And it's all about what you come. Um, literally I've the, the core basis of this, if you get nothing else out of this, the people that are listening, what you focus on expands, that is the baseline. And if you focus on the positive, you'll just be amazed. I give you, I give everybody a challenge of just for a week, try and focus on the positive, give your fingers on your phone, put sticky notes everywhere and tell yourself, you know, start with your baseline. Notice how things have changed. You'll be amazed. And everybody that I've talked to that's done this is like, I'm going to keep doing this. It's my life is so much better. (laughs) Absolutely. And you know, it's you bring up a very important point, even in terms of neuroscience, that we have this whole thing where they say, you know, where there are studies and there's research that the thoughts that you actually, because our neurons, which is 60, 86 billion neurons in our body, they're all connected to thousands of other neurons in our body, right? They come from brain to body and then the body takes it back. Um, so one of the things that happens, it's like for color black, there is a you know neural network. There, for gratitude, there's a neural network. There is for negative thinking, there's a neural network. So whatever we focus on, and I can't emphasize this enough because I really want to take this point home, is the neural network that grows. So if we keep saying we're stressed, we're stressed, we're stressed, and that neural network gets itched deeper and deeper, you know, and grows bigger and bigger, and then it connects to other networks. So a lot of times you'll be thinking about going to grocery store and you'll think of, oh my God, what if I die on my way there? And it's like, what? Most people shouldn't be designed to think that. So when it comes to the mindset shift, it's like, if you focus on the positive, the positive grows, which is what you were saying that, you know, it expands. So in order to trigger that, what you said was amazing that, you know, have posted not like when I was going through some dark times in my own life and, you know, through therapy, that was one thing that I learned that no matter what, in the beginning, it'll be difficult for you to understand and learn, but inundate yourself with instead of negative TV, instead of, you know, all these news that we read, it is so negative, like social media that we watch. Some of those things are so negative for our spirit that it's like, inundate yourself with as much positivity as you can just visually in terms of like, I used to just leave the movie secret in the background. This was like 12 years ago since then I've learned quite a bit about quantum physics, but just as you know, I would just leave it in the background as in, Oh my God, the house of my energy has to be completely positive. Whatever I get from it, I get, but at least I cannot, it'll stop me from thinking negative negative or if the negative thought comes, I'll get something positive out of it. So just inundating yourself with positivity. So important, like you said, because if you, you're not, if you're used to expanding negative neural networks, how do you change that? Yeah, it's very hard to get, to get out of that. And some of the things that compound it, unfortunately, are the news and social media. 
and yeah. things that we're spending way too much time giving our attention to. And yeah. it's just compounding the negative, unfortunately. Yeah. But you know, the, the, it ha- it can have, it's good. Like, you know, for the past two years, I was going through my own motherhood, new motherhood kind of um, hiatus. And I switched myself off of social media completely. And I didn't want anything to do with it because I would see all these other women and all these other people being great with their kids and living their, you know, amazing profile picture lives. And it was so hollow. And for me, it didn't sit right with me and it was quite triggering. So I shut myself off for a little bit and now I'm out of it. And I, you know, recently founded this group for pregnant women. But one of the things that I learned is that social media can have its positivity it can. If you follow the right accounts and the right people and the right groups. Like when I went, I don't even go on my feed anymore. I don't need to know what's happening in people's lives. If, if I need to know, I'll call them up or look them up or say hi or do whatever it is that I need to do. But we have such superficial connections with people these days that it's just like, what what is happening in people's lives as supposed to, what can we use it to benefit us? Like you are on social media and you would be such an amazing, you know, your social media feeds and posts would be an amazing thing to wake up to every day. Yes, I, I agree. You have to be aware, consciously aware of what where you put your attention. And there are some amazing, you know, groups and people, I agree, and very positive messages on social media, but you just have to be aware and you very have cognizant. to filter yep. everything. Yep, yep, yep. Um, I love that you said that whatever you pay your attention to grows. So tell us what what's next? What else did you learn? <laughs> so um you know, the other thing that, so why gratitude is so powerful is because you can focus on something positive. Yes. But when you bring emotion to it, a high frequency, positive emotion, and you connect those two things together, the body and the brain go nuts. And you know this, I mean, we feel it, we feel it as reality. And when we feel reality, the brain it, it, it further ingrains that in. So that becomes deep rooted neuro, neuro um, networks, right? Um, yes, so yes. that's where the power comes through. And, you know, most people think of gratitude, like, oh, Thanksgiving, you know, oh, thanks for, you know, opening the door for me, that kind of thing. But that's not the gratitude. Like, you just saved my life. Thank you. I am so indebted to you. That type of gratitude. Right. And most people can think back on a time where they were just profoundly grateful or even profoundly happy and just being grateful for that memory and yeah. that time that they experienced. And that's what I'm talking about, like bringing that memory into being yes. and feeling it with every sense that you can, remembering yeah. it so much that you almost get goosebumps and you yeah. feel it to that degree. And carrying that feeling forward as like, you know, I'm going to be healthy. I'm going to be positive. I'm going to, you know, do this thing that I've been hoping and wishing for, for a long time. Ah. Um, And that's where the magic really happens. Oh, I couldn't agree more. And that's one of the things that, like I said, you know, in in terms of the neural networks, if if the, unfortunately our mindset is designed when we find ourselves stuck or not living the best version of ourselves we don't, our mind is designed to have a mindset where we think on the negatives and we feel the negatives so much that we manifest it into our lives and keep wondering why does this keep happening over and over? You know, so I think it's, it's not just the practice of gratitude, but it's shifting your mindset and your identity to be the person that you would already feel gratitude for, you know, when you have it. It's like, we are such state oriented society that we're like, oh, if I have this I'll, I'll be happy or if I get this I'll be happy but the idea is if we 
shift our identities to already having it instead of waiting for it, then we attract those things in our lives so much faster. And in terms of our mind-body connection and our spirit, it's just, um, you know, it's like instead of waiting till Thanksgiving to be grateful, why not be grateful at least five minutes a day? You really deserve five minutes a day to take care of ourselves. And like you said, because of gratitude, there is so much the way that it have impacted your health. And tell us what happened to your health after you started doing this daily practice. Yeah, so um, like I said, the first thing I noticed is my energy shot through the roof. I just, my brain fog lifted. And then within a month's time, every single symptom had gone, every single one. And being a scientifically minded person, (laughs) I did this was a permanent thing. I was like, okay, this is just, you know, flukes. It's all going to come back. Until I started doing research and realizing that, no, what I did was, you know, the, the smallest um, inkling compared to what some have done. And, you know, I use Joe Dispenza. I write about him in my book and I share his story that he was in a catastrophic act, his back in six places. And he yeah. was told by multiple physicians that he'd probably never get out of a wheelchair again, even with this surgery that they are recommending he had. And he decided that, you know, he walked away from that surgery, not walked, but he declined that surgery. And he spent the next several weeks laying on on his stomach and mentally healing himself, going through each vertebrae through his thought process and healing um, through thoughts. And in a couple weeks, I think it was 10 weeks time, if I remember correctly, he was walking. And in 12 weeks time, he was training for another triathlon, which just blows my mind. When yeah. doctors told him he'd never probably get out of a wheelchair. And that was with this radical surgery they were recommending. And, you know, it's like we're so designed to be uh, because we don't get these taught these things in school. And, you know, because we don't talk about these things enough. Um, I, I mean, there are a certain group of people that do, but there are lots of people. I wish this was more a majority than, you know, the, this kind of thinking and, uh, you know, thought process was more mainstream. But I live it. I experience it. I teach it to my patients. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do this podcast is to teach, you know, thousands and millions of other people as opposed to just few people knowing it, doing it and practicing it. You know, like I wanted to create a community of people who were like-minded and had the tenacity to just be best, their best self in all areas of their lives. And one of the things that you were talking about really hit home. I I watched this movie called Heal on Netflix, and it was really an amazing movie. And Dr. Joe Dispenza talks about that, where he healed himself in, you know, by doing mental mind movie um, about how he could just see himself. And I am also going to have other people on the show that Mm -hmm. talk about how they cured themselves out of cancer. And I really think that there is so much power you know, in terms of the way we think, in terms of the way we can meditate, in terms of the way that we can heal ourselves instead of, you know, just taking medications and more of it um, every day. And, you know, like you said, the power that you saw of what that did to your health from, you know, where you started to where you are now and how you're paying it forward. Oh, it's amazing. And like I said, I am on the spectrum of like, not so much that I did, but it was still so transformative for me compared yeah. to what other, like healing cancer. I mean, that's unbelievable. Oh. Just from your mind. Someone it's had just in- age four cancer. They had surgery. They couldn't walk. The doctor said, that's it. You're start preparing for, uh, you know, hospice. And 
he now his his mission is to you know and through mental movie and mental imagery he was like no there is no way i have to live for my nieces and nephews and i have to make this happen and it was just like wow what and now you know in a mission so um, that's amazing i love it uh, me too it gives me goosebumps and these are the things that i woke up wake up to and i allow myself to spread you know give and feel myself that gratitude i have this routine that i do every morning i wake up journaling or thinking about or meditating in my head when i'm still in my theta um brain wave cycle and you know i i think of three things that i'm grateful for and Aww. it doesn't have to be something big or materialistic i i like to think of it for what am i grateful for about myself what am i grateful for having and what am i grateful for in terms of my clients and their healing you know and i i send them grounding cord and all these things that i do in my head but it's just there's so much gratefulness in just being able to give that just the thought that you had to be able to give to someone else and you know wish healing for them what are some of the things that keeps you going forward every day and just three things and then at the end of the night i do the same thing over what were the three things that happened during my day that i'm grateful for um and it's amazing just the feeling and the mentality and the mindset that i wake up with just looking forward to wake up for the day like monday tuesday sunday it doesn't matter every day is the same to me and very exciting things that each day brings wow well what you're doing is literally what i recommend people do because you you that you know right when you wake and right when you go to sleep you're between the conscious and the subconscious and that's really where the magic happens is what we think about then is the most important time of the day to think about things. So yeah. when we bring gratitude in, we don't want to get our phone and start the we, stress we going. We start scrolling through our Insta feed instead of, oh, what am I grateful for? You know, as <laughs> we wake up and then we're like, man, these people's lives are this, this people's lives are that. And you're like, how did you wake up? Sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. I missed the last thing you just said. I said that, you know, we start, we, we start our days with our social media feed and then oh, we, yes. you, you, we get so stuck in the negativity of this people's life, this, and this happened in their lives and look at mine. And then it becomes a comparison in the struggle game. And then we start our day with that mindset. So imagine what happens, you know, for our entire day. As oh, yeah. To, yeah. We, we start out in, in fight or flight. We can't, you know, we can't get out of it then. We need yeah. to start, we need to have a calming routine and first thing in the morning and one at night that brings us into a state of peace and a higher frequency. What is your Absolutely. routine, if you don't mind me asking? Um, so I get up and I meditate. And my the shortest one that I do is about 20 minutes uh, to an hour and 20 minutes if I have the time. And it's like the yeah. most important thing I do during the day, every single yeah. day. And yep. if, I, if for some reason a day goes by where I don't get it in, I feel the consequences of it because I don't start my day grounding myself into what I need for the day. Um, yes. And, you know, every now and then, like, you know, one of the kids needs something and I, do, you know, they're up really early. I get up before anyone else by yes. about two hours and every now and then one of them gets up and they need something or they're sick and I don't get it in. And I feel the consequences of it. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, and it's like, I know that we talk about meditation, like people in the wellness and, you know, it's like the, the, the 20%, it's like, there's this whole thing about positive intelligence and I'll switch touch base on that later. But I really want to discuss, spend some time discussing the importance of meditation because I've been doing that for almost 10, 12 years now, but you know, on and off and different practices. And now I'm finally like each year as I learn more and I, you know, that, that, 
improve more in my meditation practices and just some of the wonders that it does for my mental health and just my spirituality. Um, different people's practices of meditation are different. I really want to say that because a lot of times people have this misconception about meditation and it's like, where do I even begin? I have to, I have to sit and breathe and not think for an entire hour and I can't even do that for five minutes. And that's normally the, the narrative that I get in terms of meditation. So what are some of the things that you hear from people and uh, what, what are some of the things that you teach about meditation? Yeah. So I hear that all the time as well. And what I do is I point people to YouTube. I'm like, start with guided meditation. It's the best thing you can do because it takes all of the stress out of what do I do? How long do I do it for? What if it's not working? Take a time where you know, you're not going to fall asleep and you can sit <laughs> upright and you will yes. not be interrupted. And those are the only things you really need. You can, you can, I've even done it in my car sometimes at night where I'm Here. like, just kids, just give me 20 minutes. I'll be right back. And I go sit in my yep. car in the garage and I just get some time in and I pull up a quick guided meditation and I just like do a reset and I'm so much better. And you know, they <laughs> say like, you know, I think another misconception about it, it's like the only practice that I know, honestly, in terms of meditation, like I could go on for hours talking about it, but it's the only practice that I know that doesn't have any side effects or any, n anything negative, you know, and nothing yeah, negative. And yeah. so much upside, yeah. so much upside. Yeah. <laughs> and like you said, even if you were driving, you can you can still meditate or listen to the guided meditation while you're focused, you know, and still relax and like, trigger the parasympathetic nervous system, which is our relaxation response of our body. And just, it's like, if we tend to do mentally well or, uh, you know, holistically well, if our mind, our body, our brain, our, you know, spirit are all in alignment, if one of those factors are off, then I think somehow, and I'm not saying that there, we always stay in alignment, we're humans, we go through human experiences. But I think learning these tools and st strategies can really be an upstep to, you know, how you learn to handle some of those things and manage, you know, the curveballs that life tends to throw at us. And in terms of meditation, I think the misconception is, you just have to sit like a monk and clear your, you know, head out for four or five hours. And I'm just like, no, walking <laughs> and yoga and driving. Like sometimes for some people, driving can be so therapeutic while listening to music and just soothing. The idea is to induce relaxation response that you don't get time for. Even if it's five minutes a day, they say 20 minutes of meditation is equivalent to 45 minutes of good sleep. Oh, I didn't know that. Learn so, something every day. <laughs> <laughs> for so if you don't have time to sleep or nap, you know, after a tired day or a huge day packed with meetings or kids or you know, whatever, because a lot of times us moms, as you mentioned earlier, you know, being super moms, we never have time for us. But that's more of a reason why we should meditate so that you know, it's like busy, busy people can meditate. But the idea is if you're too busy, that means you should meditate so you can be your best <laughs> self and be most efficient and bring out the productive results that you need for whatever it is that you're trying to tackle through the day. Um, yes. that, that's my most important thing because I hear, oh, there's no time. And I'm like, well, then, yeah, some, something needs to give. And I love that you brought up yoga too. And I think one of the reasons yoga is so effective is because it, basically it hijacks the thoughts because we have to concentrate on what we're doing to hold these poses. So our thoughts kind of, they go away because we have to think about what we're doing and holding these poses. So I love yoga. Yes. It's a great way. If you have, especially if you have a hard time 
turning off the thoughts in your head and they just don't shut off, yoga is a great one to start with. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I recommend that. I know most men are not into yoga, but yoga can be for men and women. And these days with the power of technology, we can find everything on YouTube. I think there is possible. I think at this point, YouTube has everything for everybody. Um, you just have to find the right channels, right people to follow and right, you know, mediums where you can get some of this information from because we have all this information readily available. I think it's just a matter of tapping into those resources. Yes, absolutely. There's so much positive out there. Um, I also want to touch base on because I'm big on, you know, um, breaking the cycles and, you know, for uh, learning new things. And, you know, in terms of trauma, it's, I think it's really important for us as parents to address some of the things that we've been through so that we can A, be a role model for our children and our next generations. And B, we don't pass down the, those genes to them. So what I was mentioning earlier, as we wrap up today, I just wanted to uh, talk about your product that you mentioned um, that you have for kids. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yes. Yeah, so it's called the Growing Gratitude Tree. Um, I actually, I love how you light right up here. as you talk about it. Yay! <laughs> this is it. Um, so it's a wall decal. It's in the form Yay! of a tree. Oh, I'll and have it's something... one for my son. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's something that goes on your wall and you literally write what you're grateful for on the leaves and you add them to the tree on a regular basis. So it oh, turns wow. into a beautiful wall mural of all the things that you do have in your life. And it's a constant reminder to shift back into I have so much versus I don't have this wow. or that, or I wish, or, you know, looking towards the future, that kind of thing. I love that idea. I'm definitely going to purchase one of those. So can you tell us a little bit about how people can find you and, you know, your book and all the different things that you do and tap into you as a resource for their everyday positivity drip? Well, absolutely. They can find me on my website, which is gratitudemission.org. And um, if they want to contact me um, personally, they can reach me at my website, which is jennifergarman.xyz. Oh, sweet. Okay. Um, and then how do they go about purchasing the decal if they would like? Oh, that's also at gratitudemission.org. Oh, perfect. Awesome. Well, I am really so excited that we spoke to, tapped on so many different things today. And, you know, I, I think your tips are very simple. So it's really workable and doable in our everyday lives, but yet such, such, such powerful techniques um, that we, you know, that I tend to use with for myself. And, you know, I teach my patients in doing so. So I'm so glad and grateful that you were a part of my show as we are ending this year, because I would really, really, really want, if anything, for people to take away that, you know what, if we shift our mindsets, we can shift no matter what comes our way in terms of struggle or in terms of adversity and, you know, get to becoming the best version of ourselves. So thank you so much for being here. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm so thankful for the time that I got to spend and what I was able to share. Thank yes, you. of course, of course. And I'll list all your details in our show notes um, below. So that way people can get a hold of you, contact you and, you know, get more goodness that you have to um, spread the world. Wonderful. Thank you. Appreciate it. No problem. Thank you, Jennifer. Take care. Uh -huh. Thank you all so much for tuning in. I really appreciate that. And if you liked what you hear, please don't forget to hit subscribe so you never have to miss an episode. And I would really appreciate it if you could rate and review us so we can continue the longevity of the show and others can help us find easily. It also gives us feedback on what we can improve on and how we can better serve your needs. So thank you so much for being here today. Catch you next time. See you on Thursday.